Yeah, I watched a concert movie, but it only had the scenes where the band is talking. It didn't have any of the music. It was really bad. I don't think the the music is going to potentially save this movie. It's not. It's just the, the context of like, oh, the boy has to find the inspiration inside himself. He had the strength all along, the power of family. It's, it's just like, yeah. Just because you hate your family doesn't mean Coco's bad. But Boss Baby is dope. Boss Baby, Boss Baby is just... about family too. <laughs> yeah, but it's way cooler because there's like actual it's like the competition. He gets like a new uh... younger brother. What are you talking about? It's like a baby comes in. Let's and it's start. Like a... Okay, hold on. Save your, save your shit. Craig is already okay. recording. Yeah, but we got to do an intro. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Boomer 30 Old Boomer Cast. I'm your host, Danny. I'm here with Daniel J. Heiser and Rob Lowe. Hi. And Ariel is here. Say hello. We got special guest Ariel, hello. Uh, Rob's girlfriend. Sharing the mic. And we're going to be talking about two movies today, two animated movies. It's going to be Disney and Pixar's Boss Baby and DreamWorks' Coco. Wait. I think I fucked up, but you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Pixar. DreamWorks no, gonna... don't make movies like Coco. They only make cynical movies. I didn't realize we didn't have to watch the movies for this debate. You could watch a butchered. That uh, has. Well, here, here. Let's let Daniel explain what he did. Because he's. we all saw Boss Baby on release date. It was actually. A planned event that we all did. We all saw it together. It was great. It's a good movie. And I dressed up. Nobody else dressed up. <laughs> it was a, uh, and we sat front row, uh, absolutely in the front, and we had to lean back to even see all the screen. But it was great. It's a good memory. But Daniel has never seen Coco. I saw Coco in theaters. I'm pretty sure Rob did as well. Yeah. But Daniel, Daniel had never seen it. And he watched he it. He still for, hasn't seen it. He watched it for the first time oh, this week. Oh, shut the fuck up. He watched it for the first time this week, but he watched uh, maybe an abridged version, as you would say. Uh, Daniel, do you want to explain what you watched? Yeah, I don't know how much of this we caught before the show, but I, you know, we've all already seen The Boss Baby, so it's really just down to watching Coco. So I go, and I'm like, all on let's, you. Just see, let's just see if Coco's on YouTube. So I Google Coco movie and it's there. There's this video here. I click it. Coco animation movies, full movie, kids movies, English version. And I'm watching it. And then partway through, I realize that they're like cutting, they're cutting stuff around or they, 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 they skip through the songs. You know, they'll only have a couple lyrics of the song and then they'll skip ahead to like the bridge and then they'll skip to the end. And like most of the songs are cut out. I think that's for copyright version, uh, for copyright reasons because it is on YouTube. And uh, I, I just didn't care enough about Coco. I was not like invested enough in Coco at that point to stop my viewing of the movie, go back, find another version of it, like torrent it, download it, whatever, get that, and then like watch that back from the beginning to, to get all the deep Coco lore that I must have missed in the, what, like 20 minutes of this movie that's cut out in this version. All the Rob, music. All the Rob songs is freaking out. out. I, are you sure it was even just all the music? Are you sure you didn't miss parts of the plot? How can you know for sure if you didn't watch the whole movie? I mean, but there was... The thing is, is, like, there would have to be something compelling enough there. Like, if I watch 80 to 90% of a movie, 
and like that 80 to 90 percent is you didn't watch really it. just like nothing compelling there to like really get me yeah but it's there for a reason the you director put it in the fucking movie. you can't judge like you can't Say you've seen the Mona Lisa, if you saw a Mona Lisa where, like, one of the eyes was missing and it's, like, mouth was missing. Like, oh, it's only 10% of the painting is missing. I mean, you, you could still judge, judge the quality of the rest of the painting and imagine what her eye or her lip would but look like. But not as a piece. How high were you when you watched this YouTube video? Not at all. Why Why do I have to be so emotionally invested in Coco that I stop a half hour in and like watch a new version of it that has like twenty. You don't have to really content. watch it. You just emotionally invested. A new version? You mean the actual version? Two movies that you haven't seen. All you had to do was watch one fucking movie. And I did. And it's oh, he played the song at his end, and the grandma remembers. Ooh, happy ending. Like that's a heartwarming scene. I, I don't know. In what's the in, what's the one with the emotions? Is that Inside Out? I think that was like way more. If you want to have a story about like, hey kids, sometimes you have feelings. I think Inside Out is a much better, you know. Oko is. This is just Inside like Out. Inside Out is so overrated. Even yeah, even as a that. kids like, movie, it's just like DOC. don't don't worry, kids, you don't actually die. There's an afterlife. You can solve all your problems after you're dead. Like you you can go to the afterlife and solve your parents' problems for them. Great. Like I didn't even like you know. There's the nothing Mexican about the movie afterlife that is such me. a cool setting. Yeah, but it's that's such a like bastardized like Disney. Oh, how do we make Mexicans in a Disney movie? And then how do so, you know how accurate it is? You I'm don't pretty know sure about. most Mexicans enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, like, they probably did too. But like, I think I it's the highest grossing movie of all time in Mexico. Sure. Yeah, I, I didn't say it couldn't be those things. How is it bastardized though? What what's with that claim? Yeah, how do you even know? How would you know? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Maybe within the the 15 to 20 minutes of the film that I didn't see, maybe there was no. But how is it bastardized? You can't just say it's bastardized. You don't know an anything example. about the real mythology. So how do you know that it's bastardized if you don't know anything about it? Oh, but Mulan was also such a hyper accurate depiction of. No, like, don't, it's a Disney movie. Don't change the subject. No, I'm not. And it's a Disney movie. Disney does not make hyper accurate. They make their own little like Disney fantasy land versions of whatever. And in this case, they, they decided to do uh, the Latin American afterlife. Mexican is I don't, I don't know. It's specifically Mexican, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I don't I don't I don't go to like Disney for historical accuracy or like any sort of like accuracy, you know? That's not the point. It's, it's just a fantasy story. Yeah, accuracy is not the point. So, like, they made. Why their even little... bring it up? Because uh, it, it didn't interest me. Uh, but a ba a baby that's a boss did interest you. <laughs> yes, I found the boss baby to be very compelling. You They're know? both great premises, honestly. They're both the kind of premises where, like, I'm sure every other studio was like, "How did we not think of this? How did no one think of these ideas?" for so long like coco especially because it's a real thing anybody could have used that setting you know in another and, movie come out around the same time and try to like copy it or was it, it came out like a little before coco and had a similar premise uh, probably but coco was in development for like yeah fucking forever and then the boss baby is like that's just a fucking good idea 
but I will well, say I rewatched the Boss Baby today, and I do not like it nearly as much as I did the first time. <laughs> and Coco on the second viewing, I did not like it quite as much. It, it more just like drags in the middle a little bit, but it has I think one of the strongest like resolutions and endings of a movie ever. It's just very strong at the end. Uh, yeah, Boss Baby is okay. Coco is like a real movie though. Boss Baby, like, on reviewing it, it has way too much, like, illumination kind of humor, you know? Like, I kind of blocked out all the cringe from it, but there's a lot of cringe in that movie. Well, I remember us cracking up at uh, one part in the theater when he's, like, making... When the Boss Baby is making the... Making his brother suck on the binky. Oh, yeah. They can get... They can go to the baby world or whatever. It's very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that scene in training day with the pcp where he's like you gotta suck this it's like i don't want to suck it it's like it's not an option you will suck this fucking binky and then the dad walks in on them like sucking the binkies and then he just like closes the door there's also a, a part where he spanks his brother's ass a bunch of times like bongos with baby powder and then he farts in the the baby powder shoots out his butt this movie sounds funny <laughs> i think i'd like it on a second viewing i haven't seen it since the theater yeah boss baby is badass well what well, why do you like boss baby more than um uh, it's just Coco? it's it's a it's an original idea it's a unique idea what was the you book say... based on a book Okay, well, even still, like the premise, knowing yeah, nothing it's about a unique, the book, it's a unique present. Pre it's, pre yeah, you, you, I've seen you post the meme, so you you can't say this isn't you. Of like, Disney Pixar movies are just like, what if blank had feelings? And so yeah, like Coco yeah. is like, what if Mexicans <laughs> had feelings? And it's I, I don't know, I feel like it's another in a series of that where it's just like, oh, you you took the trappings of the Mexican Day of the Dead and you you threw it on the exact same movie you've made a bunch before. And sure, they did a good job with it. I'm not saying like the quality isn't there, but Boss Baby is just what if there was a baby, but like there's this weird baby space updoors where they have management and they they come down to earth and they solve problems. It's weird. It makes no fucking sense, but it knows that it's weird. It knows that it makes no sense. That's the other thing is like Coco and those Pixar movies, you know, they have a little bit of humor, but they're kind of self-serious. And so there's a lot of like, oh, you have to be feeling emotions and not like, Hey, yeah. like this is a silly kids movie. You know, we're gonna have fun with this ninety minutes. So here's like self aware jokes and stuff, which maybe you're not looking for. You know, you know that's subjective. But Boss Baby just knew that, like, hey, we're a silly movie about a baby that's a boss, and so it it was a lot more fun. Whereas Coco was just like, Grandma, you need to remember. It's all like very serious and like mopey. Yeah, I think that's a problem with modern Pixar is they can get a little too far up their ass with the uh we make kids movies but they're for adults too like soul like i did not like soul at all and it was so like trying to be really heartwarming and really tug at your heartstrings i think pixar is at their best when they're trying to make a kids movie first and then they kind of hit you out of nowhere with these surprise adult themes but i think coco hits that balance though because i think it's a really fun movie and at its core it's about appreciating your family not for who they aren't but for who they are you know that's about miguel's journey really coming to terms with who his family is 
which I think is deep, but it's still a really fun movie. It's a, you know, a buddy movie about them exploring the, uh, the underworld, the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, my main issues with Coco do relate to the, the like, structure. It's very formulaic. Uh, like, every Pixar movie has the exact same structure. It even has, like, you know, in a movie, like, towards the end of the second act, you have to get to the lowest point for the characters. It's, like, their lowest point. And in Coco, they're literally in a pit, <laughs> which is sort of, like, you know, a cliche visual example of when your characters are at their lowest point, like put them in a literal fucking pit. And it's exactly the same as inside out when they're in a pit. (laughs) Uh, And they have some sort of realization on like how to get out or whatever, but it has less impact than inside out because in inside out uh, fucking bing bong has to like, you know, sacrifice himself or whatever for them to get out where in Coco, they just kind of get out. Uh, and that's definitely like the weakest part of the movie, that part, like yeah. the middle of the movie up to that part. Yeah. And I... after that part, it's, it gets good again, but it's definitely, uh, pretty trite. It's just, they keep doing that same, like it's, too, it's a little too similar to inside out and all those, like beats. all their, I feel like all their movies kind of after inside out was such a huge success. They kind of copy it. Yeah. For and sure. try to recreate it. Like, uh, yeah, Coco and then Soul, especially, is very. There's a lot of parallels between that movie and Inside Out. And I, just, I don't like, even think that Inside Out was that great. Like, it's good, but it's uh, it's missing a few things for me to really make it a favorite. Uh, but like, Coco, I just can't be cynical about it. Like, it just gets to me. It just works for me on an emotional level. No matter how how much I want to be cynical about it and be like, this sucks. This is just another Pixar movie. It just fucking works. Like the when he sings Remember Me to Coco, it's just like Yeah. That's fucking that's yeah, it just, right there. Despite how generic and you know, wrapped up in a bow the movie may be, I think it's firing on all cylinders and really you know, it hits a it hits a home run in terms of quality. You know, Coco really doesn't have any many faults. And I, I like the twist that, you know, the guy he was with the whole time is actually his great grandfather. Yeah. And the. Uh, what's his name is a phony and he fucking murdered his, <laughs> his great grandfather. <laughs> you choked on chorizo. He's like, I didn't choke or no, they they're, they're making fun of him because he got food poisoning or whatever. I didn't get food poisoning. I choked. It's different. Yeah. Uh, Ariel, any input? Uh, I I guess I, to compare the two, I didn't rewatch Boss Baby today, so I'm kind of relying on like Boss Baby two, which isn't the same. But we watched Coco together, and I just really like Coco too. Even though it like all Pixar movies have like good guy, bad guy, very like distinct roles for each person. I don't know. I look at Boss Baby and I was just catching glimpses of Rob watching it and it looks like Madagascar 2 commercial <laughs> humor and like I just had to look away because a lot of it is just like I don't know. It just didn't seem funny anymore. Like it's funny cuz it's bad, I guess, when we saw it in the theaters, but I think it Well, we should have... say we like we went to see it as a joke, 
you know yeah. we, were, yeah. we were we were hyping up because we used to watch like every trailer that came out every especially animated kids movie trailer. yeah every especially really shitty kids movies and we saw like small foot i mean we didn't see it but oh, we God, saw like this. we remember foot. seeing the trailer when it first <laughs> dropped and making fun of that before it got you know way before that that vine came out that made it kind of popular and then uh same thing with boss baby we saw in this and we were just making fun of it and saying like this is trash like we have to see it when it comes out though and we just kept saying it you know for a year and then the day came and we were like let's go see it and we were all i think we were all shocked that it was actually more than more than just presentable i think it actually is a good movie and it has a good message and it has a couple really well animated scenes like i think about that scene in the beginning when he when the, the main character i forget his name the older brother is like describing him. Like all, yeah, all his adventures he has with his parents and it's yeah, very uniquely animated. Yeah, all the imagination that's in Boss Baby. Um when I went back and I started watching again again the, the first like 15 minutes or so, it really did strike me that there was a lot of imagination of like okay, Tim is imagining himself on this adventure like you said. And they're actually like pretty well animated and they're kind of like cute and clever and it it, it kind of shows you something inside this kid's mind and again i think it's it was, it was like experimental not, not quite experimental <laughs> yeah that's never been done before animating someone's imagination to look like no but imagining it. it was like colorful it was bright it was interesting it was were you a baby i mean it's that's <laughs> kind of the target audience of the movie dude so Co- for, like me coco is probably the best looking 3d animated movie ever it's, it's fucking it's gorgeous. gorgeous like the cinematography is insane boss baby is kind of a flat and ugly movie honestly oh yeah it's definitely definitely not as like pretty dreamworks it, has the extra layer of polish it's weird polish. that they came out in the same year because coco looks like so much better I'll say with Coco, though, like, I did not enjoy it, like, in terms of I thought it was funny. Like, I never really watched Coco. Yeah, it's not particularly funny. Like with Boss Baby. Boss Baby's a lot funnier. Yeah, it's a lot funnier. So it didn't feel like a really good comparison, Coco and Boss Baby, because they're just on opposite sides. Well, they're the two. They're the way Pixar does things and the way DreamWorks does things. Yeah, how they compete. Pixar versus DreamWorks, then, versus... But like, God, when that Boss Baby trailer came out, like part of why we assumed it was going to be so bad is because DreamWorks was on a fucking death spiral at that point. Like, what what did they put out re- before that? Like Home, that fucking movie Home that no one saw. Home? What was what did, Home? Remember what was home? home? No one remembers Home. That box office bomb. Uh, oh it's, no! It's, the fucking, <laughs> it's Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, and he's an alien. It's basically just ET. But like a dumb kids movie with fart jokes, uh, and it's like a buddy movie. It's like trying to rip off Pixar. You know that two character dynamic that Pixar has. Who did Mars Needs Milfs? Mars Needs Milfs. I think that's Disney. Illumin- uh, Illumination. No, because it was such a big bomb, it tanked the studio that made it. Mars. I think it was like some Disney subsidiary division, and it got shut oh. down. Oh, Trolls World Tour. Trolls. Trolls yeah, was they did the, the original movie. Trolls. That came out right before Boss Baby. That was like a new low for DreamWorks. I mean, they had Kung Fu Panda 3 in between Home and Trolls. But like in terms of their original movies, like it was getting bad. Like Home and Trolls. Jesus Christ. Boss Baby definitely does. Well, they had Turbo, the best premise ever. What if a oh, snail was fast? <laughs> you should, yeah, you should compare uh, Turbo and Coco. 
Turbo, Turbo is one of the cars. most racist movies ever made. <laughs> Turbo versus Cars. Santa Maria. Daniel, remember when you were describing the plot of Turbo to Kevin and you thought you were making it up because it was just so absurd? <laughs> yeah, it was great. He's like, why are you like making up a racist version of this movie? And then we watched the movie and he was like, dear God, it's all real. The tortilla bed, it's real. It's not a joke in Daniel's head. Yeah, Turbo is like really kind of disgustingly pandering in like a very kind of racist way. Yeah. Like, hey, Mexicans, you like burritos, right? And Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> oh, God. And like Snoop Dogg is a snail, right? Remember? Was he? Oh, God. Yeah. But uh, Boss Baby, like when you examine it on paper and yeah, like uh, the context in which it comes out, it really does seem like a desperate gamble out of DreamWorks. If there's like, I don't know, there's a there's a baby and he's a boss. Just put it out there. Get Alec Baldwin and put it out there. But I think going into it, it ended up being a lot better than I felt like it had any right to be. And that's kind of why it really stands out to me so much. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. Pixar made a good movie. Wow. But uh, DreamWorks in that in that specific context, putting out a movie that was actually like kind of fun and was actually like we saw it as a joke, but ended up enjoying it because it's it's actually got some quality to it. Um, whereas, yeah, like, are you, are you, oh, you know, Pixar made a good movie. That's well, I'm not a huge fan of standard they Pixar's said like later output. So Coco was a surprise for me, actually, because I had written them off for dead, basically. You didn't like Inside Out? I like Inside Out. That's the last one I've really liked, not loved. I haven't loved a movie they've made since probably Wally. -E. And so I was surprised by Coco. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. You didn't like The Incredibles? That's like my favorite Pixar movie. That's a long time ago. I'm talking about since oh Toy Story 3, they've just, their output has not been great. Yeah, there's a big lull there where like Brave and Cars Three and Monsters University came out. And yeah, Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur. That's a terrible Dory. movie. Finding Dory. Bull I liked One Finding Dory for a similar reason to the Boss Baby. It's like kind of good in a stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just I really like movie. the octopus. I have a stuffed animal of the octopus. I really like the octopus. Character. You can't watch it anymore though. Ellen, Ellen's in jail. She apologized. She said it was okay now. She's in jail right now. Ellen de prejudice. She said it was, she was. She's apologized. She's okay. I don't care that she got canceled. So oh, did you know? Support rape culture. So I rewatched Boss Baby today, and the movie starts right, and it's Tim. You know how he does voiceover, like the adult version of him is doing the voiceover, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Tobey Maguire, and then I thought about. Boss Baby 2, and I'm like, I don't remember hearing Tobey Maguire's voice in Boss Baby 2. And then I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, they fucking recast him for Boss Baby 2. I didn't even notice, because I, like, forgot that it was Tobey Maguire in the first movie. But it's the fucking Sonic guy in the in the second movie. Oh. Like, what oh. the fuck happened there? Wait, so it's not Tobey Maguire? No, in the second one, it's James Marston. I will say... I didn't even notice. Boss Baby has a special place in, in my heart because that was like the first movie I watched with Rob. So we can was it? we can um like figure out how many years we've been together based on each Boss Baby movie that comes out. Yeah, it was a very memorable time. 
Yeah, we, we all. I think we, we all saw Guardians too first. I think I met you too, Danny. There. Was that the first time I met? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, Actually, that was the first time I ever met Ariel. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like Daniel needs to rewatch Coco. <laughs> yeah, actually. What, watch what Coco. is it going to change? You might actually really like the Dude, music. Dude, the music the is really good. Like, okay. you, can't, I mean, you can't watch a musical without the music and then claim you've seen it. I can go watch the music videos on YouTube right now. Do you think this is really going to change my disposition all that much? You need it in context. I will say I'm kind of over the Frida jokes. Like she's not. Oh, there's too much Frida. Yeah, it's like way too. Yeah. It's like how many Zoomers even know who Frida is? Like it's well, clearly she's... like a for the adults, you know. It's like a little too much of a re running joke, you know. Well, it's just like there's there's other artists in Mexico other than Frida. She. Yeah, I guess they kind of played on that, but it just seems so, 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 so like done over and over again. It's really yeah, where's the La Bamba guy? <laughs> I wasn't he in it. How come it kind of sucks that you're as old as you are when you die, like forever in the afterlife? Like, shouldn't there have been some like babies crawling around then? You know, baby bones. Well, you know, Pixar is not going to touch on there was a kid that remember. There's a couple kids, but they didn't have any babies. Because, you know, like, that is a weird detail of that world. Because, like, when Coco dies, she's, you know, just as old. And, you know, what's-his-name is youngish, because he was youngish when he died. So it's, like, clearly, however old you are when you die, that's how you look and how big you are in, in the afterlife. It would fucking suck if you had to be a baby forever. You could be a boss baby, though. But they yeah, don't what, have what happens babies. when a Mexican boss baby dies. Dude, boss gonna... baby, like the plot makes no sense. Oh, yeah. Dogs are... Well, it goes back and forth between like, is this reality or is this just like an adventure these two are having? Like, what is the truth yeah, here? I wanted to point that out because there's a part. There's a part where they're fighting. It's like an action scene, right? And they're fighting. Uh, and it's all, you know, epic and there's explosions and shit. And then it cuts to the parents point of view. And it's like. You know, they're just kind of like, it's sort of like that joke in Ant-Man, you know, where it's like, it looks like this epic battle, but then when you zoom out, it's just like, they're tiny and punching each other, you know? It's like that kind of joke. But then in the second movie, there's a part where there's like a car chase kind of scene, and they're like wreaking havoc in the streets, but like, it shows other people's point of view, and like, that is happening. So it's like, it's very inconsistent about... <laughs> what's in their imagination and what's not. I think not. you found a hole in the Boss Baby lore, and we got we to gotta work to fill it. Well, I think... We'll come up with an answer. Well, I think the themes of the movie fit better with it not being reality, because then it's like, okay, Tim was just, like, having fun with his brother, and in that way, he made his parents happy, he made himself happy, and, like, he learned that he could live with another person in his life and have just as much fun even if it is different but if but if we take it as all reality it's kind of like i don't know i think something's lost there where it's like oh we did all this big adventure thing well you need the stakes you know yeah but brainwashing the parents i, uh, I yeah it needs to be there for sure but i really like that it has sort of like a communist message where it's like, no, there's enough love for everybody. Like, we don't need to compete with each other. We don't need to compete with puppies. Like, 
I like that that's the message of the movie, which I think is pretty funny <laughs> for like a mainstream movie to have that kind of message. Uh, cause like the boss baby himself is sort of like a stereotypical capitalist, you know, uh, and he sort of gets proven wrong, man. What's up with the fucking, the fucking stupid ass, like Elvis joke part that goes on forever where it's a whole plane full of Elvis impersonators. I don't even remember that. What are you talking about? It's really bad. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> so the, it must be really bad then. The like puppy con or whatever is in las vegas so they have to get to las vegas oh yeah they get to las vegas is they get on a plane where the whole plane is elvis impersonators uh i feel like the movie also like maybe they got funding from las vegas because it really does feel like product placement for las vegas it's like very positive about it oh god and the i remember when we saw the second movie and like the wizard alarm clock character came up and I realized that, like, I had blocked that character out of my brain because I hated it so much. Like, that is one of the worst characters in an animated movie ever. That fucking wizard alarm clock. It's, it makes me sick. I hate it so much. And they fucking brought it back for the sequel. That is one thing I really don't like about, like, modern kids' movies is there's always, like, a dumb... Like literally a like a retarded like sidekick character. It's just like unnecessary and just makes like really horrible jokes and they're not like I don't understand why they need to exist at all. But it's like when they were writing that, they were like, you know, this script's pretty good, but you know what it really needs? A neurotic wizard alarm clock character. Who the fuck is that for? Like, is it for the kids? Is it for the adults? I think it's a, it's like a framing device. He's just annoying. He's like a comedy relief character, but he's annoying. And he's in it way too much. And then he comes back in the sequel for no reason. He's like in a fucking box where he belongs, you know? He's been in that box for 20 years. I mean, Coco does have the, like, retarded dog character. Yeah, it didn't even have a good dog. But it's, you know, it's kind of a funny twist that he's actually like a spirit guardian, you know? He's not just like a dumb dog. There's just like something wrong with him. Like he doesn't realize that he's a spirit guardian, you know? That's not as bad as the alarm clock character. I think they both suck. (laughs) Yeah. The dog doesn't talk. No. At least he so doesn't. So the dog talk. can't be like. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost worse that he's like making noises and faces and stuff. Like I hate that. <laughs> the last, the last good sidekick was Donkey. Dude, Shrek holds up so hard. Does it? Hell That's yeah, dude. Funny. I don't. I. It's impossible to know if it's like people being ironic or if it's like. Post, we're in such a post, post, post irony world. It's I, I have no yeah. idea if people are being real when they're saying they actually like Shrek anymore. Especially no, I, Shrek, it's like it's like the bastion of you know this ironic. It's kind of the first thing that people kind of took with their irony. Okay, full force. Shrek is not B movie. Like B movie is legit a bad movie that's funny because it's a meme. Like to be movie because it was terrible. It was really racist. Shrek is like actually funny. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. I think Shrek probably has a lot of merit. I have not seen it in forever. Like, actually sat down and just watched it, you know, 
other than memes and stuff. I do remember I would hang out a lot with Andre as a kid, right? And there was a time where we'd watch The Emperor's New Groove a lot. Because we oh, had yeah. it on, on, on VHS, so we'd watch it a lot. And then Shrek came out, and Shrek was fucking badass, right? Shrek was Shrek, right? You know? And uh, so then I think when we got home from the theaters, we her, his sister was watching The Emperor's New Groove. And I was like, what is this? This shit's old. It's all a Shrek now. Um, that's my <laughs> Shrek experience. My Shrek's Shrek, world you're living my in. My Shrek experience, if you will. I, I actually like Emperor's New Groove more than Shrek, but... <laughs> They're yeah, both like two very great. solid movies. A, a big thing when Shrek came out, it was sort of like a status symbol, like whether or not you had Shrek on DVD or VHS, you know? Because <laughs> it came out when that was... The DVD switch was like kind of halfway through and movies were still coming out on both. Was that... and I knew a lot of people that had it on VHS, but we had it on DVD. Was, was Shrek pre or post 9-11? Uh... Oh, so- no, that came out. When did Shrek come out? Oh, same year. Uh, oh God, it came out six months before nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know the reason. Yeah, like Shrek was like the 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 last vestiges of like a better time. It came out four months before nine eleven. Damn. Like there was Shrek, and then after that, the and then nine eleven. Maybe that's why millennials was love the last... Shrek so much because it was, was our last vestige of childhood. Shrek was the last, the last straw. Did you know that's... Shrek competed for the Palme d'Or at Cannes? What what is that? Uh, the Palme d'Or is like the international Oscar. It's like the other biggest award. And the Cannes Film Festival is in France. It's like the most prestigious film festival. And Shrek fucking competed for the Palm, man. That's Which cool. Pretty funny. What won it? Uh, that year, uh, two thousand one. Uh, Supersize me. Some random movie called The Sun's Room. Whatever the fuck that is. Oh, it's no, that's no, no Shrek. Remembers, Some like... Italian. Yeah, Shrek should have won. <laughs> Shrek was robbed. Yeah, I always like looking at you know certain years you know, what won the Oscar or something. And it's always, you know, usually it's a decent movie, but sometimes it's some movie where it's like, no one fucking remembers this movie. It just did not deserve it. <laughs> yeah, like when Smallfoot won. <laughs> when it swept. Smallfoot carried every. What is Smallfoot? <laughs> Zendaya's Michi. I know, but like, what is Smallfoot? It's like it's... a, uh, it's like a role reversal thing where it's like, the humans or the aliens? It's it's been done so many times where it's about mammoths and they discover humans and they're like, oh, what is this? What the fuck? It's a monster, you know, like that Planet Fifty One movie or whatever, where it's that but with aliens. That's such an overused premise, you know. Any movie that has the rock in it is a good movie. Oh, no, God. I'd say the opposite. Which fuck the, fuck the rock. Fuck Dwayne. Bro, are you trying to fight him? I'll fight him. I can arrange that. I can actually make that happen. I'll fight him. I'll give him a rock bottom. 
He probably doesn't even remember how to do it. Remember when he was in Star Trek Voyager? Is he really? Was it he... Was his, I think it was his first acting role. He played like a wrestler. <laughs> I never, I never knew. Oh that. yeah, on the Wrestle Planet. Yeah. Which which characters from Coco and the Boss Baby do you like more? Boss Baby number one. I mean, yeah. He's a really sharply written character, too. Boss Baby has good writing. Coco, oh, I guess you can say it's like touching or whatever, but it's not like witty <laughs> or sharp. Remember when Remember when he does a Glengarry Glen Ross reference? Yeah, cookies are for closers. It's like, can you reference your ass. own movie, Alec Baldwin? <laughs> I think that's the point. Yeah. But then He's, no kid has ever when, seen Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> when was Boss Baby? Because this was like the height of, of Alec Baldwin as Trump on SNL, right? Uh, This was 2017. Was he doing that crap at this point? I don't know. That shit is fucking cringe. I don't even like... Like Trevor Moore just died. Like the sketch community is in a bad place right now. I don't even want to think about fucking the last five years of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know? Uh, What about... What if there was Girl Boss Baby? That's the sequel. No, but like a girl boss. Bitch baby? Boss bitch? Like a bossy bitch, yeah. Girl boss gatekeep, uh, what is it? Well, isn't the, isn't his boss, uh, his boss in the movie is a girl, right? In the boss baby, yeah. his boss in the first I one. he was the boss. No, he's, he's trying to become the main boss. He's just he a He wants regular. a corner office. That's the big thing is like yeah. he wants a corner office. And, like, if he fucks up, he gets fired and has to become a regular baby. And that's why him and Tim come up with a truce to work together, because it's like, hey, you know, if I fail my mission, you're stuck with me forever. If I succeed, I'm out of your life, you know? So Tim's like, all right, fine. It's the uneasy alliance, you know? Dude, Coco? Miguel? He's, like, he's like a savant at guitar. He's, like, self-taught. He built the guitar. Did he build the guitar? I'm not sure. You know, his like shitty guitar. Like, he, did he build that himself? Because if so, he's kind of a genius. Well, his great grandpa was a genius. I also think it's kind of the one of the one of the parts of the movie that doesn't really work for me. It kind of takes me out of the movie is that like. It's implied that like people would be upset that uh the bad guy like didn't write his own songs, right? That he stole them. But like 90% of pop stars in the history of music didn't write their own songs. Like people don't typically care about that. <laughs> They're not like, Oh, you know, I'd really love Rihanna if she wrote her own songs, but like she doesn't. So. Well, I think the point was that, he said he wrote his own songs. So lots of artists say they write their own songs and they don't. No one gives a shit. And then they yeah. also saw him trying to murder a yeah, they had dad. And it's like, okay, and he murdered somebody. It's like, okay. Yeah, but well, if, if, if he didn't murder, if he didn't also murder him, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal. I didn't like that they had to do the, the, the total fucking cliche thing of like, oh, the bad guy is going to try to murder a child on like literal TV. Oops, the camera was rolling. We caught you trying to murder a child. 
It's yeah. such a bullshit cliche. It's funny because uh, I was just rewatching Mallrats and like that's in Mallrats at the climax. Remember? They uh, they play that video of Ben Affleck uh, fucking the underage girl. I guess it's not live though, but that is a trope. Yeah, where it's like the villain doesn't realize that he's being recorded, kind of thing. Yeah, and I would just—I don't know, man. I just feel like I would expect more out of Pixar. Well, how does Boss Baby resolve then? I don't know. They do this. They solve the thing, and they, they save the day. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be equally as tropey, right? It can't—it can't be that unique. Yeah, but it's it, self-aware. I give it—I like... give it credit for being self-aware. So every movie that's self-aware is automatically better than any movie that's self-aware. no. Come on, don't be a bitch. Oh, are you saying that two plus two doesn't equal four? Because hmm? I do, I do agree with you that that has definitely always been DreamWorks' strength, is that they're not afraid to make fun of the genre. Like that's the whole thing about Shrek is it's making fun of Disney movies. But recently, Disney has started doing it, and it's fucking horrible. When Disney does it, it's so bad. It's so annoying when they do it. Uh, even in like a movie I like, like Moana, there's a joke in Moana where he's like, you're not going to start singing, are you? You're not going to do your I want song. And it's like, oh, fuck off, Disney. Like, you can't do DreamWorks shit like that. You can't be self-aware. It fucking sucks. They do the same shit in Frozen. Where it's like, oh, you're going to marry a guy you just met? Oh, we can't do that. And then they even have to throw in a line at the end where it's like, yep, and she said yes, like years later, after we had been dating for an adequate amount of time, because you shouldn't just marry someone you just met. And it's like really on the nose. It's like, fuck off, Disney. You make fairy tale movies. Like, you don't have to do that. It's not even funny when they do it. But with Boss Baby, it's acceptable. Did DreamWorks do Zootopia? No, that's Disney. That's Disney. The furry movie. Beauty Thoughts. I like Zootopia. It's pretty It has good. kind of a problematic racial undertone to it. But other than that... <laughs> it's no sing. Oh my god. Sing, sing. sing is the, the sort of far end of the spectrum of like movies that are trying to trying to be sincere to the point of schmaltz where it's just like it's just so fucking terrible you know like saying it's like it thinks it's like this emotional deep movie it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry you know but it's but fucking sing taylor swift is sing is she in it? Is she the porcupine? I think so. What if it was about like a, a Chinese guy named Sing? Was there anything you guys liked about Coco? Oh, specifically Daniel. Uh, uh I mean the the design really was pretty good. The like oh the huge uh neon afterlife world in the background kind of thing. Uh they did really good like landscapes and cityscapes and yeah, I'd say like the rendering looks better. You know, everything's going to have more texture. It's going to look a little more alive, a little more organic, a little more natural. Um, like Pixar has the budget, so it's going to look better. Um, even having not listened to the songs, I'm sure 
I'm sure like they're high production value songs um, and everything about it's going to be really high production value. It was definitely very competently made, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I was watching the same movie over again. So there was a lot of positive strengths to it, but that's not like, Hey, there's this unique good thing about Coco. It's here's this thing that was good in other movies. That's also good in this movie. And that, that kind of like lack of like originality in a lot of ways is what kind of turns me off to it overall. Uh, it is worth noting that Coco had almost double the budget of the boss baby. Wow. And it shows. And a lot of that boss baby budget probably went to Alec Baldwin's salary because Coco doesn't have any stars in it. So they could use all of that budget for the actual movie. I don't know. Coco, like, yeah, it's not as original as the boss baby, but. It's too it's on just... the nose, too, when it's it's setting everything up and when it pays it off, it's. But I really, really, really want to play guitar. No, you cannot play guitar. You know, it's just very like, but I want to express myself. No, do not express yourself. But I mean, families have all sorts of stupid traditions like that, you know, and they all have a reason to not want Miguel. What do you mean I can't eat meat on Lent? Yeah. And it and it sets up perfectly Miguel wanting to be rebellious. I I love a movie journey. about a Pixar movie about a kid who wants to eat meat on Lent. Yeah, he's like he's rejected Catholicism. That's like his secret. What if Catholics had? He's like in his room listening to like Bad Religion and dude. What if? Johnny, Johnny, yes, Papa. Playing music? No, Papa. No, please. please. (laughs) One thing I'm noticing, though, at least, like, it seems like the cast is all Latino. Yeah. They didn't used to do that. The bare minimum. Yeah. And there's, like, no no one in, like, Boss Baby. None of the cast in Boss Baby were babies. Yeah, why didn't they cast real babies? Those babies needed to work. I'm just saying it's a step in like a better direction. Like boss yeah. babies about a white dude. White cast. White oh, cast. dude, they fucking retcon his white baby. Uh at the end of the first boss baby, it, it shows 20 years later and it shows his daughter and she's white. And then in Boss Baby 2, she's not white. Whoa, they're race changing the baby. Yeah. This is Obama's America. Isn't that weird? Oh, what if she went outside and she just got tan? I mean, realistically, they're probably just like, we need a baby. What are the demo? What are the. Well, not the baby, the older daughter, because the baby is white in the boss baby, too, but the older daughter is brown because they're they're mixed, you know, they're mixed race couple. But they show the daughter at the end of the first movie and she's white. She looks completely different. Which is like, whatever, fair enough. They also recast, you know, Tim's voice actor, so whatever. One one thing though about Coco I, I didn't I didn't like is that the um the mom doesn't really like she's just like puts her hand on Miguel and then like the dad has more character than the mom. And even the boss baby too. Like, but Coco has, has the grandma character. and Coco. Yeah, but it's uh, the, the movie's named Coco. A stern female, like I don't know how to explain it. It just seems like there always has to be a specific role that seems more <laughs> like um 
aggressive to be like notable as a character that's just my perspective on it though dude the mom and boss baby of course has the like pixar dump truck ass you know <laughs> and there's like straight up like an ass shot in in boss baby where she's like bending over uh and it's like damn they fucking that must have been like 10 million dollars of the budget making her ass like that I don't remember if the Coco, if the mom in Coco has the Pixar dump truck ass. She's too pregnant. She's not pregnant, is she? Yeah, in Coco, yeah, his mom is. She is? Yeah, she's pregnant. I don't remember that. Remember there's a baby at the end? It's there's a baby? I watched it yesterday. I don't oh remember God. that. Oh, okay. Well, wouldn't her ass be even bigger if she was pregnant? I don't know. All you could see was the stomach. Yeah. I don't think they gave her the elastomom ass. I'll I'll say with the the boss baby too. It was funny when like he was five years old and he wanted to fuck his wife. It was disturbing, a little bit. Well, yeah, it's like reverse big. You know, he's still got the the mind of a man. He's just in a child's body, and his wife do be looking good though. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I have to go get the laundry. Okay. Yeah, who is the hotter 3D mom? Well, I think we it's almost about time to wrap it up here. We talked about both movies. Wait, I got another point about Boss Baby 2. Okay. Remember when we were watching it and we were kind of worried that they might pull a Back to the Future with like him and his daughter when he's like a child, you know, and they like bond and stuff and he gets her to sing. And it's just like, please don't make it so that she wants to fuck her dad. Don't pull it back to the future. They did Boss Baby 2? Yeah, remember? I never saw Boss Baby 2. Oh, you haven't seen it? What the fuck? Yeah. Or remember that, Daniel? Well how, well, how can you say you've seen the Boss Baby? Oh, boy, 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 boy. But it, we're talking about Coco versus Boss Baby. It's well, not Coco Boss... doesn't have a sequel. Yeah. Coco you versus never Boss saw Baby 1 Boss and 2. You don't understand the Boss Baby canon. You just, you haven't, you have no idea. Yeah, but I watched all of Boss Baby. You didn't watch all of Coco. There's also a Boss Baby TV show. Yeah, do you, yeah, watch did TV you guys show? watch that? Of course. I watched the first one. It was pretty bad. It looks like shit, too. And it doesn't have. I don't think it has a lot of the same cast. Well, Boss Baby is like uh It's like fairly odd parents, you know. How so? What does that mean? Cuz you know, instead of the the organization of parents like god, you know, fairy parents, it's an organization of babies. It's kind of like yeah. the same thing. It's like you got to keep it a secret, but they exist in the real world. Fairly odd parents was not very good. No, it was definitely a show that was like, oh, it's on, so let's, I'll watch it because it's on. Because I'm a 12-year-old boy, and I am helpless. So I'm just going to take whatever is on the TV. Did you guys see The Suicide Squad? No. Before we talk about that, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. (laughs) Boss Baby clearly wins this episode. Well, Daniel, what what, what do you love about Boss Baby? Um, it's, I mean, it's just a more original, unique idea, experimental. They did a good job with Colorful. it. Colorful. Experimental. Good, good writing. 
Well, it's just like, yeah, in the sense of like, let's take this random subject. It's almost like a word generator. Like, what random word number one, boss. Random word number two, baby. Okay, let's make a movie. But um, I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot more original idea and original thought and, and everything put into it. And so, you know, even if the quality, objectively, even if the textures look better in Coco or whatever, I'm going to take this new, unique, original idea um that does something new because it's not like boss baby is like an exact cut for cut of like other dreamwork movies they're not suffering necessarily the same exact sort of pixar curse where they're making the same thing over and over again and especially because at the time it was just kind of this shot in the dark that they took to try to get a success to try to keep afloat um so it like kind of forced them to be a little more out there and, um, you know, Coco doesn't have a sequel, but, you know, Boss Baby 2 being within like the Boss Baby world or whatever, uh, definitely not as good as the original and definitely, you know, what are we doing watching a Boss Baby sequel movie? You know, we're, we're almost 30, but um, it was still a good enough movie. Like it, it even creates a world where like you could have sequels and such and. I could, there's no like you know there's nothing you could do like that with with Coco, because it's really supposed to be this one-off Pixar thing. Yeah, so like, uh, th- that just means Austin Powers is better than Citizen Kane because Citizen Kane you couldn't make a sequel, you know. Well, in terms of being able to like continue to enjoy something, uh, every movie needs to be a franchise. Yeah, we don't need Coco Five like Toy Story. No, but like I. I'm not going to go out and say, like, I really want a Boss Baby sequel, but I'll take one. But, like, I, I, actually, I would not be interested in a Coco sequel either. I think I like Boss Baby 2 about the same as the first one in retrospect. It's definitely, like, way more uneven and all over the place. But it's not nearly as well put together as the first one, I don't think. The random Adams Family girl and the, the stupid horse character and... uh. Although Jeff Goldblum is a much better villain. The, like, I, I had completely forgot about the villain from the first one. He's so forgettable. Yeah, it's uh, just an old dude. No, he like he was the boss baby. He was the last boss boss baby. But they fired him, so he grew up. And now he's, like, kind of spiteful, you know? Yeah. Jeff, babies. Jeff Goldblum, was, I think, was a very... Jeff Goldblum it's hard because... It's, it's hard because, like... How great of a performance is an actor really going to give in a Boss Baby movie? But I think, you know, Jeff Goldblum does give a really good, uh, interesting kind of like script dominating, charismatic sort of performance there. You know, interesting character. It's an obvious like vehicle and it's a paycheck for him. There's no getting around that. But like, it's still a pretty good performance out of everyone involved, too. Yeah. It's definitely like respectable in that regard. It's not just the cheapest, shittiest, most obvious cash grab. Yeah, Alec Baldwin is actually really good. His performance is is very good. Yeah, that, that's another um, thing too. Is like if these were, if they had been like shitty, shitty cash grabs, um, I mean they probably wouldn't have even done as well enough to to warrant a, a sequel. But like, no, these are like actual talented performances. Yeah, like. The Boss Baby is a little cynical. It's a little too self-referential, but it's not like cynical to the level of like an Illumination movie where it like 
it knows it's shit, but it's not even trying to be not shit. You know what I mean? Like who's the illumination? Don't give a fuck, huh? Who's illumination? Uh, Despicable Me, Sing, um, that Grinch movie. They make the worst animated movies. They've never made a good movie. Oh, <laughs> you know the Minions shit. Okay, uh, what, what do you mean Minions isn't good? <laughs> Secret Me Life of Pets. Uh, the Lorax. Uh, yeah. Secret Life of Pets too. They should have. They should have kept Louis's character, but they should have been like, "Stop licking yourself in front of others." Oh no! He's like, I have to lick my balls. And then the the moral of the story is like, don't lick your balls in front of other people that don't consent. You know they're making a Mario movie. Another Mario movie. Illumination is making an animated Mario (laughs) movie. How did summer. they get the rights? Nintendo said yes for some reason. Why wouldn't they go with why wouldn't they go with Disney? Uh, Disney probably didn't want to. I don't know, man. Cuz Disney they don't obviously like make anything, but they do all like the uh uh, uh distribution for like Studio Ghibli stuff. Um and I don't know if I were Nintendo, I'd be like, all right, the the guys who like actually do a good job of handling Studio Ghibli in the US, maybe they should handle our shit. But why would you give it to Illumination? Like, doesn't Nintendo have like a standard that they usually they're usually like way too up their own ass? Yeah. You think they'd be like, we demand better than Illumination, you know? I mean, the first Mario movie was terrible. They had no qualms with <laughs> Or maybe they had no say in it, actually. I don't know. Well, they that, was, that was a different time. Yeah. Did I tell you my my suicide joke? Suicide Squad joke? Uh, Probably uh, not. The Gruicide Squad? Where okay. Gru is like the Viola Davis character, but all... Instead of being a bunch of different supervillains, they're all just minions. But like minions, like yeah. bad minions, like minions that were in jail, you know? That have different powers. Minions that rape. And it's Gruicide Squad. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, the weapon was a banana. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, Enjoy. Check, both, both great movies. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, Thirty Clearly YLB cast. This one. Shut up. You had you you were admitting lots of faults about Coco. And you had lots of good things to say about Boss Baby. I, I think just as good many movies. faults for Boss Baby. They're both fine movies. They're good movies. Go watch, check them out. If you've never seen Boss Baby, it's legitimately good. And we're not memeing here. We're not joking. Okay? This is not Ooh, funny. Around. We're funny guys, but this is real. Okay? Boss Baby is a great movie. You should check it out. And so is Coco. And we have a Twitter. It's 30YOBcast. That's our at 30YOBcast. We have a Facebook group, 30-Year-Old Boomercast. Check us out. Just search that. And we have a fan Discord. Uh, if you want to join that, you can send us an email at 30YearOldBoomerCast at gmail.com. Send us any questions, concerns. Uh, if you don't like Daniel, we can maybe figure that out for you. Oh, hey, no, I got something. If you don't like me, because I know there's probably a lot of people out there who don't like me. So I got something for you. Earlier today... I was drinking, I had the little can of coffee that I was drinking yesterday, and then I left it on my desk, and then I was drinking it more today. Um, and then when I got towards the bottom, uh, I realized there was a dead fly that was like floating around. Um, 
and then it kind of like yeah it kind of like brushed up against my lips and that's how i uh. found out about it yeah so just yeah if you don't like me there you go that's that's for you i'm gonna give you that one why why do you do these things what? Well, I didn't know there was a fly in there. You don't look hey, at that, like you're that can a vessel. Yeah, well, you don't. I look. Yeah, you don't. It, was, it was a can. It was a tall can. It's a weirdly shaped Kirkland cold brew coffee can. Of it was in the the can. Yes, it was. This was not. This would not have been visible. Oh. Yes, you know stuff. Flies can just fly into your drink when you're not looking at any time, you know. That fly must have died jacked out of his mind on caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, heartbeat going way too fast. He couldn't take it. And then Daniel ate him. I didn't eat him. I spat him out. Uh, I think you said you ate him. Just for clarification. I didn't need the protein. I heard. I was I mean, at I, my daily intake of protein already. I couldn't handle any more. It sounds like a Daniel thing that you would ingest it just for the protein sake. You know, that's a common dietary myth. What? That bugs are a good source of protein. They don't have any fucking muscles. They're bugs. They're mostly fat. What about their exoskeleton? <laughs> that's bone. It doesn't have protein or cartilage or whatever the fuck. I mean... Like, like per per 100, they, they're they not... Yeah, what about worms? What about big fat? What about big fat fucking worms? We got them. Holy shit, are you serious? Whoa. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And good night. Check us out. Hell yeah.